Good morning, it's Diane. Yeah. Good morning, Diane. This is Brother Michael. Good morning, Good morning Brother Michael. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Good morning, Diane. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you good. so much. Yeah. Good morning, Good morning, Sister Yvonne, and yes, he is. God is good all the time. Has anyone else joined the call or would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Triumphant Thursday. Same to you. Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Does anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call? Good morning, Miss Leomia. Good morning, Neomia. How are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful. God is good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm wishing everyone a beautiful Thursday. Same to you. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning, fam. Good morning, Brother Eric. How are you today? Mm, I'm fine. Ready to go to work. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone else during the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Janice. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Beautiful day. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Anita. Good morning, Anita. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Hey, good morning, Susie. Good morning. This is Mona. Good morning, Mona. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. It's going to be a beautiful day. 
Yeah, I feel it. You feel it too? I sure do. I sure yeah, do. I believe it. Was anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, family. It's Rochelle. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Thursday to you, too. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday to you, too. It's going to be a beautiful day. You do the same, Susie. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Tara. Good morning, Tara. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning before I get started? Good morning, Lucille. Good morning. Good morning, Lucille. Thank you. Well, before we do move forward, we ask that you please place your phones on mute so that we can proceed. And good morning. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in July for the monthly theme entitled Is Wisdom. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, by Peter Sazerell. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number, You'll be blessed. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving an an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash app dollar sign 
I declared victory. And I'll repeat that. Please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign. I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests from the app, nor no spoken prayer requests. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer Tanya. The scripture for today is Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be, care- be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing, <clears throat> excuse me, of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you do put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Diane. Everyone, have a wonderful and blessed day. I now pass the call. Oh, Lord, our Lord. How majestic is thy name. You set your glory above the heavens. For great is thy faithfulness. Your new mercies are new to us every morning. And for that, God, we are so grateful. You are El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. You are the self-existent one, the great I am. Oh, God, you are a transcendent God. Your thoughts are not our thoughts, and your ways are not our ways. Can someone mute their phone, please? Your ways are not our ways. You are the eternal God, our dwelling place. All scripture is God-breathed for teaching us and for correcting us when we're wrong, to prepare us and equip us for every good work. So God, I praise you this morning, for there is none like you. You are the incomparable God. You you never change, oh God. You are Loshanah, the unchanging God. So God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, and we ask that you give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we may know you better, that we may do better, that we may walk this journey called life better in your presence, oh God, that we may glorify you in all that we say and do. Oh God, I praise you this morning for you are Jehovah Nisi. The Lord, our banner. Someone uh, still mute your line. Mute your line, please. Mute your line. In the name of Jesus, God, you are our banner. 
Yahweh is our identity. So, God, I give you praise this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for your hand in our lives, your outstretched hand. God, you said if we walk upright before you, there is no good thing you will withhold from us. So, God, help us in our way today. God, I thank you that you cover us during this time of uncertainty, this time of pandemic. God, you are great and greatly to be praised. God, only you have wisdom. You said wisdom is not found in the living, but found in the Lord God Almighty. So, God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. God, give us spiritual wisdom today to walk out this this thing called life. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Forget not all of his benefits. God, I thank you this morning. No one knows where to find your wisdom except it is found in you. God, I thank you. In James, Lord God, you said, he who lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives to gives generously to anyone who asks. Oh, God, I thank you this morning, oh, God, for your wisdom. God, I come interceding on behalf of those that are sick. God, I have a concern right now this morning, oh, God. God, I lift up Tanya to you, Carla to you, Jeanette Pope, Catherine Jordan, Lonnie Jordan, Sean Hayes. God, this is just a few of your children, oh, God, that is dealing with uh sickness, and some are are dealing with life-threatening illnesses, oh God. God, I lift them up to you this morning, oh God, for God, you want everyone to be healed, every one of your children to, to be healed and to walk upright. You said you went to the cross, Lord Jesus, and laid your life down that we may be healed. You said we are healed by us by your stripes, oh God. So God, I praise you this morning, Lord God, and I I thank you in advance for the healing. Touch them with your finger of love, Lord God. Let them expect to be healed by you. God, you said we all should be expected to be healed because you went to the cross just for us, oh God. You went to the cross for your children. You went to the cross for all humanity. You said you came to your own, but your own received you not. God, I thank you that you came to the cross for me. God, I thank you that you went to the cross for declared victory. God, I thank you, Lord God, that my life concerns you. You said everything that concerns us concerns you. So God, this is my concern to you this morning, that your people be healed. God, touch them. I pray a special prayer for Sean Hayes. God, touch him, Lord God, in a way that he can be healed. For he has had hiccups for the last five years continually, God. But I know you have something for him, oh God. I know that you have a purpose in his life, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you in advance for your healing, for whatever you're doing in his life, Lord God. God, he said that whenever you're ready for him, Lord God, 
He's waiting. God, I thank you this morning because he said, Lord God, that he trusts you. I trust you, God. I know, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, he will be healed. We have to understand sometimes healing is on the other side, and I'm okay with that. So, God, I bless your name this morning. I give you praise this morning, for you are the almighty God. You are the God who the giver of life. God, I thank you. You are the God that breathes into your word and bring it to life in our lives, oh God, for us to walk upright. God, I thank you this morning that you are great and greatly to be praised. I magnify you, Lord, for you sit high upon your throne and you hover over all your creation. So God, I give you praise this morning. I thank you for the wisdom that you have poured in my life and those lives on declare victory. God, I thank you, Lord God, that we look for you every morning to be in your presence, oh God. God, I thank you this morning just for being God. I thank you this morning, Lord God, that only you hold all knowledge and understanding. Oh, Lord God, I thank you for your hands in our lives, Lord God. I thank you for the mindset that our minds stay on you, oh God. You said he who keeps his mind stayed on you, you will keep him in perfect peace. So God, give us that peace this morning. Help us to keep our minds stayed on you during this pandemic, oh God. God, help us this morning. Lord God, I come lifting up our president, his cabinet, Lord God, the Senate, Lord God. I I pray, Lord God, over all the leaders in the White House, those that you have allowed to be there, those that you have placed there. So, God, I thank you, Lord God, that your hand is in all of this. God, I thank you. You said to go in our chambers and close the door and wait until the Lord, the anger of the Lord passes. God, help us to obey the law. Help us to walk in that that you have given us, oh God. But God, you allowed them to be in place, and you said for us to be obedient and to pray for our leaders, to pray for our city officials, to pray for our government, to pray for all of those that you have allowed to be in leadership over this over this world, oh God. So God, I give you praise this morning, oh God. But there is none like you. You are a good God. You are a good, good Father. And God, we bless your name this morning. If we can all take our phones off of you and praise Hallelujah. God like we're Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you,
Everybody, I'm doing a sound check to make sure that you can hear me okay. Yes? Yes, yes, sure can. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Diane, thank you. You prayed down heaven this morning. Um yeah, that was some that was some good old prayer. I feel like a story this morning, so here we go. Put on your put on your seatbelts and Stuff and get real good and comfortable. Also, do me a favor, check your phones once again and make sure that they are muted so that we don't do, uh, interrupt the, the continuity of the call and so that we don't get thrown off. Sable, yeah, one more time, somebody who just coughed or cleared your throat, go ahead and please mute your phone. All right. Sable slowly opened her eyes and tried desperately to focus, though she felt completely disoriented as she surveyed her surroundings, trying to figure out what she was doing here. But where is here? It was dark, dingy, and there was an odor. What was that? She cupped her hands. Uh, cupped her hand, excuse me, put it up to her mouth and blew slightly. She had morning breath, but that wasn't what she smelled. Her eyes finally adjusted to the dim light coming through the windows. Is that daylight or are those street lights? What time is it? Still laying on her right side, she was halfway afraid to move because she didn't know if anyone was in the room with her. Oh, my God, she thought to herself. Who did I come home with? Thankful that she didn't feel like after sex and that she at least had on her tank top and panties, she was pretty sure she didn't have sex with anybody. The thought repulsed her not because she couldn't imagine herself in the bed of someone she didn't know because it wouldn't have been the first time, but, like, just she was sick of it. She tried desperately to focus, but she was disoriented and couldn't seem to get it together. 
After several attempts, she quieted herself, listened to see if she could hear anyone breathing, but she didn't. So she cautiously sat up, but once she got halfway up, she realized that the couch creaked. So she panicked and froze in that position afraid to move any further because she thought she might wake somebody up. But realizing she couldn't hold that uncomfortable position too much longer, she she had to decide whether to lay back down or sit completely up. Either way, she didn't know whether the couch would make more noise or not. She decided to sit up because to lay back down would mean starting all over again, including another creak in the couch. Bam! She sat straight up. But when she did, she almost fell over because her head felt like it was going to detach from her neck and the room started to spin. Stop it! She screamed silently. Be still! But her head wouldn't listen just like everything and everyone else of late. Tears welled up in her eyes, but she stuffed them back down. Oddly, the space seemed familiar, but still unrecognizable. She tried to remember where she was, but her head hurt so bad, it felt like it was gonna explode. Her mouth was dry as cotton. She was weak and had the shakes. All of a sudden, she felt a wave of nausea, and whatever that odor was, was not helping. Oh, no, she thought to herself, just what I need, a hangover. She, she, she laid back on the couch in a sitting position, closed her eyes, and tried to listen for any noise outside of the door. Then she realized she wasn't in a bedroom. She was in the living room. She spotted the front door and made an exit plan, which included finding her clothes, her shoes, and her backpack. Oh, my God. My money. My car keys. Oh, no. Moving as quickly and as quietly as she could, she began to search for her things. She found a phone connected to the wall outlet but but was that that was fully charged. She picked it up. It wasn't hers, so she put it back down. Uh, she stood up, took a step without looking, and banged her knee against a large object near the couch. She decided to get that phone to see if it at least had a flashlight, and she used it to try to navigate herself. She stepped over clothes and papers on the floor, um, but man, when she when she hit her knee against whatever that was, she let out a silent expletive and tried to comfort her knee, but it didn't do very it didn't do very much. <laughs> she made her way to um, the 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 curtains where um, she discovered <laughs> were blankets. She pulled them back partly, um, got dressed, and then she noticed a bedroom door that was open. She gathered her attitude and her fight, 
which she was prepared to use, hungover or not, because somebody was going to give her the key to her car and her money. But to her dismay, the bedroom was empty. She turned on the light only to see how nasty this place was. I mean, it was as filthy as a pig pen. Clothes and debris everywhere. She looked in the small kitchen. There was food on the counter. I mean, old food that had been there for a while. Um, roaches had ah yuck. Roaches had scattered. <clears throat> there were ants that were. I mean, not just ants. Like these ants were piled on top of each other. Like it was layers of ants that were fighting the roaches for the food. Um, that's where that odor was coming from. When she turned um, the light on, um, uh, she just could not believe how nasty this place was. There was no one, she was livid though, because there was no one to question about her things. She was angry, frustrated, tired, and hungover. She felt that familiar, nagging feeling. Girl, what is wrong with you? Go back home. Today, though, was different. She wasn't just hungover. She felt clearer than she had in the past. Um, how long had it been anyway? She thought to herself. She thought back to the day that she left and realized it it had been three years to the day exactly. Chills crawled slowly up her spine. Could she go back? Would he accept her back? If she went back, would he want to hear all of the details, all of the horrible things that she had done? Would he would he even accept her back? How would what would life be like if she went back? The tears started to stream down her face. Um, as she was she found her backpack and as she was heading out the door, she saw a mirror, and for the first time in a long time, she saw a reflection of herself. It almost scared her. She had to do a double take. Who is this person looking back at me? Her hair was all over her head, not just because she had just woken up, but her hair was matted. It hadn't been combed in a while. She had bags under her eyes. She'd lost a lot of weight and she was so dark. What were these spots in her face? Oh my God. Her clothes were too big. She didn't even recognize the clothes. Her toenails were dirty. Her fingernails were dirty and she stunk. Who are you? What are you doing here? How did you get to this place? 
Selah. Sable reminds me of a character in the Bible who was who's who has a very, very impactful story. But for some reason, his actions are far more important than his name. So we didn't even know his name. For this heart share though, I'm gonna call this character Sonny. This story I'm sure is familiar to you. If you don't mind, I'd like to read it to you just as a reminder and for some of you um, as a way of just sharing perhaps because because perhaps you've not heard the story of the prodigal son. It's found in Luke, the 15th chapter. I'm actually going to read it um, in the uh, Passion Translation. And I'm going to start at the 11th verse if you want to follow along with me. And it's just, it's part of my share. It's not going to be any longer than it normally would be. Once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? I'm sorry. That's a little funny to me. Um, How dare you ask for your estate? Like I'm dead already. Really? Okay. Um, So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to to a far-off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry, for there was a severe famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing to even eat the slop given to pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar, beggar, and a great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. But the father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. 
Turning to his servants, the father said, quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes when you can find when you can find some for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate for this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he's found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. I'm going to stop there and talk to you a little bit about the prodigal son, who we're going to call Sonny. Now we I don't we don't know his name, but just for the sake of this heart share, and so we have someone to refer to. I want to refer to him as Sonny, if you don't mind. Now, rather than focusing on the father, who is absolutely an incredible loving father, like I can get a picture of the dad you know, waiting for his son, looking for his son. Um, I've wondered often why the father would give him, give Sonny his inheritance up front, um, but realizing he used wisdom. Um, because perhaps the father felt that rather than sitting down, explaining to his son, the ins and the outs and the why he should wait and stay here and build the family business or whatever it is that they were doing, perhaps the father felt that this was the perfect time to give young Sonny the opportunity to use the knowledge that he had been taught as a young kid um, and to allow him to go out and venture life on his own. Perhaps the father felt that using this level of wisdom would allow his son to learn things that he, the father, couldn't teach him, not because he didn't have the capacity to teach him, but because at the age that Sonny was, you know, like these, some, not all millennials, but you know how we do as, as young people when we were growing up, when we reached a certain age, you know, our early 20s or whatnot, and whatever that generation was known as or labeled as, because I don't want to just pick on the millennials because we all do <laughs> young people things, crazy things, and irresponsible things at that age because we think we're invincible or whatever the case may be, right? Or whatever happened to those people or whatever happened to you, mom or dad, you know, I got my stuff together. I know what time it is. You know, that was way back in the day. You know, things are different now. Okay. Um, and so the father, you know, perhaps made a decision that he would use this wisdom to allow his son to learn some life lessons that he would never, ever forget. Um, wisdom has a way of uh, teaching us some things that um, we would never learn in a book or we could never learn just by hearing from other people. Uh, the wisdom that we gain from life experiences, from the life lessons that we, that we, uh, that we are forced to learn when we're in certain situations are invaluable to me. I mean, it doesn't always have to be something negative either. 
you know, it could be a life lesson as a per as it it pertains to one's health or pertains to one's finances or as it pertains to a particular job or a career move or going back to school, whatever the case may be. But if you will allow wisdom to teach you some things, you'll allow yourself to be positioned so that you can learn from wisdom herself yesterday during our share we learned that the Greek name for wisdom is Sophia. So if you don't mind today, I'm just going to interchange wisdom with Sophia as we dig down and unpack just a little bit more uh, before I end the declaration. So I started to say that I wasn't going to so much focus on the father. Um, we've talked about him a little bit, and I'm not going to so much focus on the son, who clearly blew it, uh, just like our character Sable who blew it. Uh, Sable uh, came from a different environment, but she found herself in a situation. She didn't know where she was. Clearly, she she had um, abused substances so much that she had blackouts, which is why she woke up not knowing where she was, although the surroundings felt familiar to her. At any rate, um, she knew as she got to her breaking point, she knew that this is not the life that she was called, that she was designed to live. She'd been manipulated and tricked by greed, just as Sonny had been. She, gr greed will have us do some things that we're not proud of. Greed will ha have us um, on a mission to get things um, when we're not prepared for them. We don't have the capacity for them because we see it, we like it, it, it the, especially if it's shiny and blingy or big and colorful or whatever it is that attracts us, right? We get lured into the trap by by greed or and, and by lust, wanting, coveting. The Bible says coveting our, the things of our neighbor's coveting what is popular on social media, coveting what others have, coveting what you see on the the big screen, whether it is the movie theater. Well, we can't go to the movies right now because of the COVID-19, but way back in the day, just a few months ago, when we were able to go to the movies or to the theater, and we could see these things and how how these films were put together to make it seem like, uh, you know, getting over or getting high or partying was not that big of a deal. You know, it was attractive. It was it could lure us if we were subject to those types of things. It could it could lure us and make it look um, cool, <laughs> make it look appeasing and appealing, but not showing the other side of that type of lifestyle, the hangovers, the addiction, the going to jail, the ending up in the bed with somebody that you don't know, possibly getting some disease or getting pregnant, or in this case, even getting COVID-19. Forget the sexually transmitted diseases, you know, getting COVID-19 by sharing your bodily fluids. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're living in a dangerous time now, but greed and lust will have us thinking about and participating in things that we normally wouldn't because we're driven by a particular emotion. But I don't want to so much talk about Sonny. 
We've already talked about Sable. I don't want to so much talk about and focus on Sunny even. I didn't read you this portion of it. You could read this portion of the story on your own. There is a brother, Sonny's brother, uh, who is outraged that his father is throwing a party for this dude. Like he completely abandoned the family and you throwing a whole party for him? If you want to read about it, go ahead and read later on the 15th chapter. You can start at the 11th verse. Uh, you read the whole thing on your own. And I would suggest that you read it in a version um, that is different from King James Version, um, just so that you could have a nice flow, um, like maybe the Passion Translation or the Message Bible. It'll make it that much more interesting to you. At, at any rate, let me get back to my point here. Um, the the brother was actually um, he was outraged. He he was being a he was being a brat right then instead of um, exhibiting love and compassion for his brother, who clearly yeah he blew it. You know, no different from Pookie Nim, you know, or Shaquaniqua, who end up in jail. They blew it. They knew they made a mistake. They don't need us to beat them up and remind them of how stupid it was for them to do X, Y, or Z. What they need is, you know, for us to love them, not to enable them, but to love them and show them compassion. I don't even want to. Sh- I don't even want to focus on. Oh boy, what? Who I want to focus on is Sophia. I want to focus on wisdom for the next few minutes. And I want to bring out some points about Sonny and his experience. Um, the first point that I wanted to bring out as it pertains to uh, wisdom or Sophia, as we're going to use her interchangeably, I've already made that point, which is the father. Now, again, this is my sanctified imagination. Uh, I don't know why the father um, decided to give the son the, the inheritance. That was definitely not the custom of the day, but it was his money. He could do with it what he wanted. Um, And um, he took a chance, and um, I'm sure he prayed for his son. We know he was looking for him. But at any rate, uh, let's move further down a a, a little bit. Let's let's move to the part where uh, the son had spent up all his money. And and I would imagine it was a significant sum um, because it was enough for him to leave the country where he was and go to a far-off land. The double whammy for the son, though, was that not only did he spend up all of the inheritance, and I would imagine that he probably ran through that those sons rather quickly. Um, he probably attracted some people who saw him as, uh, being weak or soft or whatever the term is uh, <laughs> uh, that is used today uh, and probably played him out of his money. Um, probably women and men played him out of his money. They they, they got it from him because they knew what time it was. They knew he was green. There we go. They knew he was green. They saw him coming from a, from a distance and played him out of everything that he had. Now he's literally homeless. And he doesn't have any food to eat. He did have a little bit of wisdom. Go find somebody and see if you can hire yourself to work. That was a that was a little bit of wisdom. But he didn't tap into all of the wisdom that he could have um, because at that very moment, he could have made a decision, let me just go back home. Ah, but how am I going to get home? I'm, I'm way over here. I don't have any money, 
how would I get, I don't have a car anymore. How would I get back home? So maybe he thought he'd go and work, gain a little money, and then get back home. Whatever the case, he's there and he's working. Where I want to focus on now is wisdom. Sophia whispering in his ear. See, I, I don't believe that wisdom ever left. She was probably back in the cut. Because, oh, listen, Sonny wasn't trying to listen to anything she had to say. Not to save some of your money. You know, why don't you get a gift card, get some gift cards at least, because if you lo- and, and, and register them, because if you lose them, at least you could call the folks. You know, I'm making it relative to today, obviously. They didn't have that type of stuff then by making it relative to today. At least if you lose the gift card, you can get it replaced. Nah, he got cash. He, you know, high side and everything, letting people know what he got. Um, at any rate, here he is. So wisdom, I believe, was back in the cut. Giving him some, trying to give him some nuggets every now and then, even though he wouldn't listen. Finally, he's at the right opportunity for wisdom to be able to slap him upside the head and say, boy, if you don't get it together, and go back to your daddy's house, what is wrong with you? Are you really going to eat that slop again? Listen, I don't know if you've been, you guys have been around pigs at all. I have. Uh, Once we went back to the country or something to go visit some relatives. First of all, the odor is overwhelming uh, where where the pigs hang out. Um, It is literally a pig's thigh. It's, It's gross. Um, And what they feed them, oh, my God, the odor is unbearable. I cannot imagine how hungry Sonny must have been to stoop to eating pig slop. I just, pig slop is made up of old, well, um, from from what I understood, is made up of scrappings. Like, so when um, the folks, the, the, the owners of the pigs, after they eat or whatever, you know, the food that they eat, they, you know, they put it in a particular container uh, and they mix it perhaps with some other things. And that is part of what they, so it's old, the food is rotten. <laughs> so I cannot imagine um, eating eating that food. At any rate, Wisdom is having a whole conversation with Sonny saying, you don't, you don't have to live like this. You can go back home to your father. And so in his mind though, so we have pride as broke and as destitute as he is, as hungry as he is, pride is still there, no doubt trying to tell him, yeah, but if you go back home, you know, what are they going to say? How are they going to view you? Knowing that he blew it, he's willing, though, to swallow his pride and tell his father he'd be willing to, um, he knew he could, because he disappointed him the way that he did, he'd taken his inheritance, he'd be willing to be just an employee, in other words, a slave within his father's camp. And so wisdom finally won him over. And I'm sure that along the journey, wisdom ministered to him. In my sanctified imagination, I'm sure wisdom said, it's going to be okay. Your father loves you. Let's do this. Just keep going. Keep going. And he finally got there. And wisdom was right because the father 
he didn't just wait until the son got there. He ran and met him as he realized that was his son coming up the walkway or coming up the the, the entryway. No matter how badly the son smelled, it didn't matter to the father. He fell in his neck and embraced him and kissed him over and over. What a tender moment that was. Um, um, I'm I'm going to stop here and open the line up for first for greeting and then for questions or comments uh, as we delve a little bit more into Sunny and Sable. Um, so at Good this morning, time, Ms. you can Hi. take. Oh, go ahead. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, this is Sister Melinda in Sacramento. Enjoyed your um, declaration. That was awesome. Thank you, Melinda. God bless mm-hmm. you. God bless you. Too. Um, anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. It's nourishing. Great declaration. Hey. hey. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. It's Monica. Great declaration. Good morning, Monica. Thank you. Good morning. It's God bless you, guys. Okay, I heard Sister Shante. Shante, good morning. And there was somebody else? It's Patsy. Oh, hi, Patsy. Good morning. Uh-huh. Good morning. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, it's Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Good morning, it's Rochelle Tanya. Hey, Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Tanya. This is Gloria. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Hey, Gloria. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Tanya. Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Good morning. All right. Any questions or comments this morning? Y'all super quiet. I'm sorry. This is Sister Patricia. Hi, Patricia. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. You know what? That just tagged me all of a sudden. And um, I guess I got to let it out. Um. Um, I used to um, hang out on, uh, used to live out there on, on Revere Street, out there on 3rd and Revere. And my mom uh, lived out there in uh, Diamond Heights, I mean, not Diamond Heights, in the Lakeview area. And so anyhow, and my sisters, you know, they had they, they life going, life, they thing going. And I was out there um, with my mom. I had a room downstairs in Lakeview, but yet I used to gallivan around. So anyhow, I gallivanted them for about maybe a good month or so. And she let me go, and I went, but I stayed and hung out there, and I was just like, I think her name was Sadie. Is that what you call her? I called her Sable. 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 Yes. 
I was a saver like nobody's business. And um, I finally got out of that house, and I walked. I literally walked all the way to my mother's home. But in that walking time, I was in a prayer time. I was in a thoughtful time of of, of me, of of how how bad I was at that particular time, how I was looking on the streets for things. You know, I mean, it wasn't that hard, but it was bad enough for me to walk the streets to make it home, to stay back there, because knowing that I was out of line totally. But it took that particular part of my life changed me. You know, and that walk was a long walk from from one end to the other. I don't know if that represents, uh, but it just came to my heart. And so I just wanted to share that with people. Um, and there is a way of, of wisdom within that walk. And I know it, you know, because just because of the way it, it, it happened. And, 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 and it wasn't like I was on the streets, uh, 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 what do they call them people? Mayonnaise people. Uh, 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 back in the day, they were mayonnaise. They'd do anything they want to do to get anything they want to get. I wasn't that far. But I was about to get there, so that's why I took my butt on home. And and there is where my mother was. And she held on tight. I just want to relate that. And I and I can relate that to Luke just as well. Mm-hmm. And they, um you know, because he was uh yeah, he did run on out there with all that money and then he left and then then came on back home. And his daddy you know, kept him, kept him there. But um, anyhow, just want to share. Thank you, Patricia. That um, that was that was in, enlightening for me. <laughs> uh, you know, because Sable is a made-up character, and um, trying to imagine how one would feel, you just confirmed that I wasn't too far off. Um, right. And I could only imagine that you would start to have thoughts as you are on your way back. You know, there might be some fear or some intimidation, not knowing what you're going to uh, walk into and not knowing whether one would be rejected or ridiculed. I told you, see, you shouldn't have took your behind out there exactly. in them streets. You know, you're not, not yeah. knowing. But having a loving mom, in your case, having a loving mom who used wisdom, um, because a person who's returning after messing up so badly um, is in a vulnerable state, and right. saying the wrong, you know, I would, you know, if she had been too harsh on you, I would imagine that you might have, as bad as it was, you might have turned away because being harsh, you know, is a sign of is a little, if you make you feel rejected in a in a certain way. So, um, your mom, thank God, used wisdom. And loved on yeah. you, and welcomed you back in her home. But you, you said something interesting, which was you learned your lesson. Yeah, <laughs> you, I still you, you learned. learned my, I still learned my lesson. Oh, you know, and 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 just and being that she was, my mom is into. She was into. She still is. And she's, you know, she walked in the land. She, I mean, she's spiritual. I mean, she's she's gone to, you know, but she was always. In the Bible, you know, she was always a praying mama too, and that was that's the main thing that got. I never even realized I had so many Bibles in my house. 
you know. Wow. And, and she, yeah, and she's the one that, you know, was there, is there, you know. It's just so incredible how things, how wisdom can be so quiet, but yet so strong, you know. It can be so strong. It is, actually, it's, it can be. It is. Wisdom is very strong. I just need to learn more about it. I mean, I mean, I remember um, this uh, this this lady out of church. She said, "You know what? Turn to Proverbs. Take Proverbs in." She said, "That's a, a, read it, read it, read it consistently." That's when I didn't when I was going to church when I didn't even know a, a word. Uh, what they say? Uh, what they say? Uh, tell me a passage. Give me a passage. Yeah, a scripture. I, yeah, I didn't amen. know nobody's passage. Yeah, amen. You know well, I mean? thank you for sh- thank you for sharing, Patricia. Thank you yes, so much. Is. is there anybody else that wants to share? Tanya, it's Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Thank you for that share this morning. Um, I'm in a place so similar to this with a child, and um, I I also have been the person in that place, the sable. And what I remember from my experience was not the pride, but the shame that came mm-hmm. along on that walk back home and um, having to have those conversations where you have to believe in who you are you, as, you be re, as you're being reintroduced to yourself after living a riotous life to remember, to hear the voice of wisdom, the voice of love, the voice of compassion that reminds you who you are and to be able to let that shame and guilt um, fall off as you walk home. That long walk back home as a parent on the other side now, uh, experiencing this with the child, being able to be the parent that sits and waits patiently on the Lord to present that wisdom to that child to be able to see themselves again. As you talked about that mirror, I remember my last time um, when I was in my addiction many years ago when I walked past a mirror and I saw myself. And I had to stop and step back and take another look like, who is this? <laughs> because mm-hmm. every now and then there was a moment of clarity that came up and I could see, but I could not see still. But that last time when you said that, I said, oh, my God, I've done that. And um, as a as a parent on the other side to practice the the wisdom to hear, sit still, and allow God to do his work, to be still and to trust and be to reflect back on my time in the wilderness because I started off trying to be the rescuer, the savior, the fixer of the brokenness in my own child that I had to be able to hear wisdom again speak to me as an adult who was on the other side of this and also to remember what it was like for me in the wilderness so I could be compassionate towards the the child that's in that wilderness experience now, not judgmental, not being harsh and saying words that could cause more damage. It's been challenging because as a parent, you want to protect that person. But um, the wisdom says to sit still and know that God is God and that um, the same thing he did for you in the wilderness, he will do for her. So thank you for that share, those gentle reminders. Those things used to bring up a lot of feelings for me. 
but today it's been over 20 years. I think I'm going into my 21st year uh, without any substances or alcohol. So today um, I have a different perspective and the wisdom to know that God can and will do the same thing he did for me, for others. Thank you for those gentle reminders. And also thank you for even speaking on that particle sun because that's how I saw myself when I was returning back home. And late happy birthday. Have a blessed day. Aww. <laughs> thank you, Miss D. You know, uh, I celebrate you. I celebrate you because um, to sit and listen and now it, it just goes, it speaks to the journey that you've been on. Now it doesn't bring up old triggers and make you feel shame or guilt or anger or embarrassed. None of those things. You can listen and process and reflect and use that experience, the wisdom of that experience, in how to help your child, your your adult child. And that's one of the things that I wanted to um, share with with uh, parents who have adult children. Um, very often, and I, I am one, um, we see our children do stupid things, or, or maybe not even stupid things. Maybe what I should say is asinine things. Um, the, the, the dictionary defines asinine as extremely stupid or extremely foolish. I have had my share of seeing my children do completely over-the-top asinine things, knowing that I know they know better because they were taught better. Sometimes looking at my kids going, now who, whose kids are these? Because surely these cannot be my kids. <laughs> but I know, I know that they are. Um, but looking at their behaviors, wondering like, my goodness, what are you guys thinking? Um, and being in a position of knowing that I can't make them do nothing. I can't tell them what to do. I mean, I could, but it would fall on deaf ears and it might create a a wedge between us that's so large that it might be, it may take months or years to bring, to, to, to repair or to um, build a breach, uh, not a breach, but build a bridge to to allow us to reconnect. So, you know, when we, it, if ever there is a time to implore wisdom, it is dealing with our adult children, especially if they have children too. We want to be careful that we not tell them what to do, but that we suggest, make suggestions to them or very strongly encourage them to consider, not to do, but to consider. Because again, they're adults. Some things, our children, some things our children have to find out on their own. No amount of explaining or talking to them is going to help them make the decision that is wise. And sometimes because we're so close, they're not going to hear us because we are the parents. And so using wisdom at that time uh, in those instances is important. But what do I do? You use wisdom. Well, how do I know what to do? You, you read the word. A great place to start is Proverbs, right? And also recall, as Ms. D talked about today, recall some, listen, your kids are probably not doing things that are too far from what you did as a youth or what their or what the other parent did. 
maybe not always, but very often they are they are mimicking behaviors that they've seen. Some of the times it is peer pressure and, and things that, that their generation is doing today, but a, a lot of times they are mimicking um, uh, what, what they've seen or um, there may be generational curses. So you got to be careful of being so judgmental so quickly. They, they don't need a pastor. They don't need a church mother. They need a parent. Anybody, I'm going to stop there for a moment. Any, anybody have another comment? Or a Daniel, question. This is Diane. This is Diane. Hey, Diane. I agree with Miss D. I, you know, even in my wilderness days of drugs, and um, I had a praying mother, a loving mother. She didn't beat me up, uh, anything. And just like the prodigal son, when I start to just <clears throat> excuse me give my life to Christ, which I was backsliding. I, he already had my life, but he's not going to override your will when you want to do something. And I had stepped out of his will. But when I came back to him, my family rejoiced. And that's what the father did. He rejoiced, just like the song says, he had a have a hundred sheep. And one stray away, when that one come back, you rejoice. And that's what my mother did, my family did. And to this day, I, I've been clean for about 30 years now. And it's like, it's, um, you know, I don't get embarrassed telling my story because my story is my testimony that's going to help someone else. When I told this story to Dee Dee, she said, I can't tell you were on drugs. You was on drugs? Drugs don't have a look. It depends. I was a functioning addict. I was a functioning crackhead. I went to work every day. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have a look. You... You don't. You let it. It takes control of you, but it's up to you. You still have the say so and the will, but you gotta want to do right, do better. And at that time, I didn't want to do better. I thought I was doing good, but then I had. I couldn't. It took control of me. You always think that you can handle stuff, but you can't. You can't handle the enemy. You, spiritual things call for spiritual, uh, what I want to say, yeah, spiritual things call for spiritual words. And so without the word, you're defeated already. You can't say you can have control of something that's, that you don't even know what it is. It's demonic. And so those things have to be dealt with spiritual things, the word of God. And so it, you know, it took me almost 10 years. And that was 10 years out of my life. But I thank God that I had, he had given me the will to want to do better, to be better for my kids, to, so that my mother can live as long as she did. And I'm, I'm 
so thankful that I went through that because I might not be where I am now if I hadn't went through that. But I had to grow up and know that this is not what God has for my life. It's got to be something better because at that time, I wasn't, I was going to Sunday school, going to church, but I was just going. I wasn't putting anything to use. And then when I thought about hurting my mother, my children, and hurting God, then I had to get my life straight because I knew he had something better for me. And I praise God today. I love him so much. I love declare victory. I've come a long way. And I just thank God that he keeps me from day to day. Because we can never say that we won't do something because we'll just be put to the test sometimes. Sometimes things just come up and then you're put to the test. You say you won't do this. You got to mean what you say. You got to stay in that word. That's how you stay connected. And I intend to be connected for the rest of this life that God has given me because he has truly been good and gracious to me and my family and declare victory family. And I just love you guys. A great declaration. Don't ever be ashamed, any of you, of what you went through. Because it's a testimony that God has allowed you to go through that's going to help someone else, not just yourself. Thank you. Amen. That's that was beautiful. Uh, You you looking at you, uh, being in your presence and hearing you pray the way that you did this morning, you would never know. And so the Bible speaks about beautifying the meek with salvation. And Second Corinthians, I think it's five and seventeen says. Therefore, if any man, and we're t- that's talking about mankind, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, look at here, all things become new. And so it gives me pause when when people uh, profess, and I know that some people it takes them, you know, everybody is not delivered all at one time, and, you know, we have stuff. But, you know, after t- five, ten, six, seven years, you're still doing the same old thing. It's something wrong. You know, you you not you haven't given completely, uh, surrendered completely. You have not employed wisdom. Uh, if you're still struggling with the same thing, you're not applying. You coming showing up at the, and it's not a no shade being thrown at anybody. But at some point, something you need to 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 take a hold. We need to take a hold to wisdom. If we're still struggling with the same old thing day after day, day after day. Year after year, we need to re, we need to check some things. We, we need to check ourselves and ask ourselves and and examine ourselves. What is it that I'm still doing that's causing me to still be in this position? Am I not listening to wisdom? Why is it that I still don't understand the scriptures? Why is it that I'm still ashamed to pray in front of people? Why is it that I still can't pray past thirty seconds? What's going on with me? But I can sit, I can I can I can watch TV all night long, or I can I can I can uh, I can post on social media all that I have. There's no I can't fast at all. Really? Come on! It's time to recalibrate. It's time to examine 
yourself. We don't have the excuse of being busy the way that we were because the virus has literally, (laughs) we've been all shut down. It's a matter of self-discipline. Diane said it. Listen, if you can, Diane, let me let me ask you a question, and let me let me put you. Maybe I'm not going to ask a question, but let me let me make this statement. You said you are a functioning crackhead. Yeah. Got up and you went to work. You had the mm-hmm. discipline. Are you te- you telling me you had the discipline to go to work even though you knew crack was your substance of, of that took discipline. Yeah. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> were there de- were there days when were there days when like the substance was trying to control you and you said nope I got to go to work so I can make this money so I can feed you like how like seriously I just got and had to do because I was I was you know the sole sole uh, person in my house to to take care of my kids and so I I had to I had to. I I was a functioning crackhead, but I paid my rent so we could have some place to stay. I got up and took my butt to work every day. Amazing. So, and the reason that I I, I raised that point is, if Diane could have the discipline while she was a functioning substance abuser to do the things that she knew. Like like they were they were probably bare minimum, you know, just just enough for her to be able to do what she needed to do to keep the roof over her head, um, mm-hmm. to keep that job. Um, surely, as believers, surely I'm gonna go to the complete extreme. Surely, as believers, we can exercise some self discipline in reading the Word, in having some times of the day. For devotion, whether it's early in the morning, you know your you know your schedule. You know if you're a morning person or if you're a noon, a, you know a late a night owl or whatever. You you know yourself. Surely, we can exercise some discipline to help build our relationship with Christ. If Diane, who was functioning in her addiction, could do it. And we don't have here's that a, issue. Surely here's another thing, too, uh, Tanya. If you have to run, you literally run, because I did. I, I told my mom after so long, I said, I can't do it anymore. I got to leave. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going, I'm going to Wade's mom's house. So I, I packed my kids up. And I came to the Bay Area, and I've been here mm. 31, going on 32 years. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Because yeah. I ain't afraid to run. If I can't I can't get away there, you got to change your disposition. You got to change where you are. You got to move anything. If you want to be with Christ, you got to do what you got to do. Wow. I just I just want to jump back in for real briefly, Tanya Smith Steve, those uh-huh. listening. There are levels to uh the wilderness experience for every individual. So when um the the light starts to come into the mindset, the heart, the core of the being, um that 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 there are levels. Hold on to one second, there. Ms. D. Uh-huh. Hold on one second. I need somebody if you could please place your phone on mute. Um, and then if you want to speak after Miss D is done, then you can. Okay, go ahead, Miss D. 
Yeah, there are levels. So I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not getting feedback, but there are levels of awakenings. So I'm going to call it, for lack of a better word, right now, awakenings. That 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 common sense that those experience and that that wisdom is getting to. So to be a functional person in one aspect, you could be dysfunctional in another. Like maybe showing up somewhere every day, but you're not showing up in your fullness of yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. when you mentioned about uh, the inherited things that are inherited, place, mm-hmm. things we learn and then things we are born with internally that can lead us into the wilderness and get us into a wilderness place that some people don't ever come out of. They're, 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 they wander, they wander, and that voice, that common sense, that experience doesn't truly, they never fully awake. They're never fully awakened. You know, because it, it won't, just because we're talking about substances, I'm just looking at the different effects that that has on a person mentally, physically, and emotionally. So it's taking into context the whole body. Even with great discipline, people sometimes need structured environments in which to come. And you don't always have to run. You may be doing some internal running, but sometimes you get to stand still and be able to stand and fight the battle where it is, knowing which battle is yours. If this was my right. battle to fight or if this is God's battle, but in the midst of it, I got to be still somewhere in order for yep. the Lord to do his work and for me to be fully awakened. For myself, my functioning was at a high level, but I could, I didn't have a relationship going on within my family because when I came home, I would close my door and be in my wilderness space right there in that house with everybody. They didn't see mm-hmm. me very often, and those are things I can remember, but when wisdom, common sense, and those experiences started to show up on a daily basis in my life, I didn't leave where I was at because this is also my testimony. But my wisdom said this is where you need to stand because there's some other people in your community, in your family system, in this city that need to see you at the end of the day because it wasn't really about me. Right. It was about whatever the Lord had to do through me in order to help some other people along the way. And I think like the, the prodigal son, when he came back home, even though his brother was upset, his brother also got something out of his experience as he listened to his brother that probably kept his brother from going into that wilderness experience when he became of age and decided, well, maybe I want to do something different. He chose another route versus following the path of his brother. As you said, mm-hmm. this is not just about the one person that it hits. We affect generations. Previous generations have come through some of these things, and the generations coming before us. Even though mine didn't prevent my child from taking her wilderness stroll, any of my children. But because of it, I have seen one child, my son, become a prodigal son. And he's listening today to the internal voices speaking to him, which is Christ that is leading him on another path, that can lead his children on a different path, that can continue to slow the progress of the wilderness experiences in the future change, um, future generations to come. Amen. Does that make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> it did. You. It did. I, I got you. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Rich stuff. Anybody else want to make a? Yeah. Yes. It's Didi. Can you hear me? Yes. Because I'm at my good job in the office. I yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you so much. <laughs> This is such a amazing um, wisdom. I love it. And I'm grateful, you know, mother of three, well, you know, that birth, um, raising them up. I'm so grateful that I learned early to, like you said, they, it's like 
children don't do what you say, they do what they see. So as a young mother, a lot of stuff that I did, I made a lot of mistakes, but I'm so grateful that even now, um, I'm, I'm careful of what I say to them because again, my life is very, 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 um, it's personal, but it's not private. A lot of, we can't, it can't be a private life because we do, but just to not tear our youngsters down or even like sometimes I hear, let me say this real quick. So I want to be quick. Being a single mother for me hasn't been easy because my kids are surrounded by, um, kids that have both parents, you know, both functioning parents and the big houses, the cars and all of that. But it seems like they were drawn to me and my little apartment or wherever I moved because I moved like a gypsy. And I, I, I watch and I, I would um, observe how the parents would tear them down for whatever it is, you know, and it's the 20, and we're in 2020, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. kids don't know what their sexuality is, whatever it is, but to just love them through all of that and not force them to do anything because just like for us, how, how are we going to be our kids up because they're going to the left and we went to the left, but God was patient and gracious enough with us. So I'm just, you know, as believers, <laughs> that's why so many kids are hurt. But even in this pandemic, I, I, I promise you from, from Revival Center to PFBC to Fresh, to all the, the, the churches that are online, that pastors are really teaching is so many tuned in because they are hungry for that because they're not being mm-hmm. beat down. They're saying, you know, like open arms, come on back. Yeah, we know you made some mistakes, but so did we. Where is the mm-hmm. grace that we got gave, God gave us? You know, no matter if they want to be straight, gay, purple, green, whatever, love them back so that they're not out there and the world is killing them because we too did something. Maybe it wasn't that, but, you know, like we were talking about the other day, how come it's safe we forget that gluttony and all the other stuff, gossiping, all of that, that's sin too. So just love people where they are and meet them where they are so we can stop hurting our babies. That's all. I love you. Thank you with your little fine 60-year-old self. I'm going on mute because I got a kid coming. <laughs> I say it over and over and over. Those children are blessed to have Coco um, working with them. Didi, your spirit and the love that you have for children is amazing to me. Um, I don't really particularly care for little kids. Um, you know, I, I just don't. It's just who I am. Um, if they're a little older and they can do, th- you know, they can do, th- they can make their own sandwich. They can, you know, <laughs> clean up after themselves. That, that's more my speed. The little ones, yeah, no, I'm not all that interested. But I love your spirit and the fact that you love children and you have the patience with them. Um, and I remember and, you And they're waiting house. on you. To come tell stories. It's um, oh. story, story, yeah. We want you to come be a a, a, a storyteller for real. I'm, that's real. Whenever the COVID is over, <laughs> stuff, you know. Okay, I would love to. Um, at any rate, thank you for sh- thank you for sharing, Didi. Is there anybody else? I know the time is winding up. I said I was going to stop at like seven thirty, and I will do that if we don't have any other questions or comments. Yeah. I don't want to. Yes. Hey, this is Gloria. I just want to thank you for the declaration this morning and just to um, just to appreciate and to, and to give testimony of the fact that as adult parents, um, it, it, it is important that we allow, and for me, God to speak to my kids because he can get to them and communicate with them and give them wisdom where, for me, they may not be willing to receive it. And um, mm-hmm. for instance, this past weekend, this weekend here, um, one of my kids was all on their head to go to Miami to hang out all weekend. And I kept Miami. Saying, 
Miami. Miami. So I was like, no, that that might not be a good idea. And they were looking at me sideways. Oh, you just, you just paranoid and whatever, whatever. So the Holy Spirit told me I, I can talk to her. So I said, so I prayed and I said, okay, God, then you talk to her, help me to stay out of it. And so that's what I did. I, I, I had to fight with me because every time she would bring it up, I wanted to say something about it or, you know, send her to CNN mm-hmm. stuff, but I shut up. And so the other day she said, well, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cancel my trip because they got it going on really bad down there. So I, I thank God because, you know, I, I thank him for the training lesson because I understand the dynamics of our relationship. Uh, they are what they are. And I thank God for the growth and the, 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 the peace that he's given us and for us to be working, for God to be working and, and bringing my family on one accord. So I appreciate him for that. But I, I even I now appreciate him even more for keeping me teaching me how to keep my mouth shut sometimes and just pray yes. and talk to him and let him be yes. the one to do the communicating. So yes. thank you. You're welcome. That is wisdom. Those times when you want to not not just your kids, you know, um, uh, the, the the I think it's James that says we must be slow to speak and swift to hear. Um, that is using wisdom. Um, there's another scripture says that says some things are lawful but not expedient. In other words, it may be okay to do it. It's, it's fine to do it, but it may not be a good idea to do it. The timing may be off or it just may not be a good thing to do, period. And so it takes wisdom to understand when to do certain things and when not to. It, it takes wisdom to understand when to speak, how to speak, um, all of those, what to say, you know, all of those things. That takes wisdom. And the thing about wisdom is that it'll call you. There's a proverb that says, listen, wisdom is calling out in the streets and marketplaces, calling loudly at the city gates and wherever people come together. Wisdom, um, I believe, is closer than we think. But wisdom will not force itself upon us. It will not force us to make the right decision. It will give us, it will present itself to us, wisdom. She will present herself to us, but it's left up to us as to whether we accept what she says or not. It's a Guys, we have a choice. It's a, just no different than the choice to eat greens or a salad or french fries or coleslaw. It's a choice. The consequences may be greater than the greens or the french fries that we eat, but we absolutely have choices. All right. Anybody else? Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing with all thy getting, get an understanding. With that said, I'm going to give you guys back some time, um, and I want to encourage you. Uh Uh-oh. Hello. Good morning, sis. Good morning. This is Brother Eric. Um, <clears throat> wow. You know, um, first of all, I'm going to say a uh, wonderful decoration. I love your um, storytelling. Um, man, I went through a whole lot of emotions. I went through a whole lot of things listening to um, my sister Diane, Miss Miss D. Um, being being a child of, of of that era, 
I just want to comment what you talked about uh, just now, uh, in pro- and I believe it's Proverbs, the first chapter, you talked about wisdom, calling mm-hmm, for the market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've been what I've been. You know, if you've been in, in, in anywhere in the Middle East, you know, they have those marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marketplaces, they're, they're allowed, they, they can be rambunctious, and there are a whole lot of things that can capture your attention, what you want to buy, whatever. Everybody's trying to sell something. And so wisdom is like that. Wisdom is in this marketplace and it's yelling, but you have to understand that, listen, when you go into those marketplaces, when you go into those common common area places in the East, you have to know what you're looking for. Or if you don't know what you're looking for, you have to be able to discern uh, the voice that um, competes with other voices. And wisdom's like that. Like you said, wisdom's not going to jump in your lap. But wisdom also is competing with other voices in that marketplace, voices of, 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 of self selflessness or selfishness, voices of, um, you know, um, destructive behavior. And so we have to learn how to stand in the marketplace and understand that this is what I want. I want wisdom. And then sometimes in order to get wisdom, I have to tone down those other voices that might be in my mind or might be in my environment, might be speaking through my friends or other influences in order to get wisdom. Um, I wanted to say as, 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 as uh, a young man growing up, in that time and also being in that life that, you know, the addiction is not just, the addiction wasn't just the taking of the substance. The addiction was also in the selling of the substance. Um, Being a church boy slash street boy and understanding that to be able to sell uh, uh, drugs is, is a very intoxicating lifestyle. It's a lot of money. You know, you have uh, access to to women who who, who um, like you because of their money. If you are materialistic, you know what I'm saying, it's very, very uh, intoxicating, very, very tempting. You know, the cars, the clothes, the, um, the jewelry. But there's another side of that, too. There's a side that that says that you have to do this, that you have to manipulate your your um people in order to get what you want. There's a side that, that says that, you know, you have to live a certain way, that you have to act a certain way, that you have to view the, the very people that you're selling to as as almost less than human, as a commodity, as a means to an end. And so when you talked about looking in that mirror and and seeing, you know, saying to yourself, who am I? The same thing I had to do. I remember waking up one morning, who am I? Why why am I going out and do this? Doing this. Doing this. Wow. And in the mode of the prodigal son, you know, there are things that you feel like you you won't never do. But I was caught up, I'm in, and I'm going to be transparent. I was caught up in the grips one time. I went to, went to get a package, 
you know, to go ahead and sell, and and I got beat. And in my in 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 my you know struggle to 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 get the money, I I stole from my I stole from my mom. In order to get the money, so I can get you know the product, so I can sell, so I can keep up this lifestyle. And I remember looking at myself and say, Eric, you know, you come a long way from from where you're supposed to be. I couldn't even recognize the man that I, that I had become. And it was only, like I said, I had a loving grandmother, I had a loving mother that was able to accept accept me. And and there's a there's a story and there's a point in the story the prodigal son we talk about he 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 wants to eat the uh, the pig slop. Well, if you've ever been in a farm, if you hang around with pigs enough, it's not even eating slop; it's the smell. It's the smell right. of pigs. Right. That yeah yeah. It's, it's oh my god! It's you get it's just horrible. <laughs> it's just horrible. Exactly. And, and if you hang around them en- uh, enough, it'll get on you. Anybody who 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 comes near you, you know you've been with pigs because there's a smell, there's an aroma, there's an odor that is on you. And I had, I remember having that odor. Mm. I remember having that odor, the odor of the streets, the odor of of of, of manipulation, the odor of 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 um of um the things I had done. And it took me a long time to discern wisdom calling from that marketplace. I'm so glad that God allowed me to hear the wisdom and to come to my thing. And I thank God that I had um, uh, a, a grandmother and a mother who everybody said was foolish for bringing me back. But it's mm. just like the prodigal son. If you know anything about the Middle Eastern, Older men in the Middle East do not run. They do not. They walk. They yeah, I remember you saying that before. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So when you go back to the story, when the father sees his son, he lifts up his, his dress, he lifts up his, his clothes, and he runs to the son, which is very, very uh, undignified. And that just mm. talked to me about a God. Who loves me so much that he came down here and dignified himself. Yeah. He came and he put on the same clothes as us. And he laid yeah. up and he died naked on a cross just so he can reconcile himself to us. And wow. so it was a great decoration. It, it 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 your decoration told me of the story of my my fall from grace, my my area where I I, I, I was in the pig's den. And I had to I had to order and, and I was no better than the people I sold to. My my thoughts, my actions, my behavior were no better than the people I felt like that I might be uh, above. But a, that a God who in spite of that, in spite of how I looked, in spite of how I smelled, in spite of how I acted, made himself foolish and yep. brought me back yep. in. Yes, Thank sir. you for the information. That, that, you know, I'm I'm thankful. Um, today we didn't have a lot of comments, but the comments that we had Bless were you. so in depth. 
um, they were really, really in depth. And I, I did I hear somebody? Yeah, that was me. Do you have to go? Because if you do, I oh. don't have to. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead, Lisa. I, I just heard a little faint something. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to, um, first of all, tell you happy belated birthday. I agree Thank with you. you. 60 and sexy. Okay, you know what that means. But <laughs> are fabulous. Um, we absolutely adore you and love you. Um, so happy belated birthday. Um, I wanted to hear more about Sable, and the funny thing is, not the funny thing, the very, very profound thing is, um, we did hear more about Sable. Like you were saying, with everybody's story, um, I think most of us can find ourselves in her, and maybe that's why it um, resonated so much. I want to piggyback off of what um, Brother E just said and Miss D. Um, Brother E, I, I looked at that story, too, and I was thinking about, I forgot the part that he ran to his son. But in that, that, that verse somewhere, it talks about how he saw him a long way off. Mm, yeah. That reminds me of or makes me think of is that the father was looking for him, listen, yeah. and waiting for him to come home because he knew it was yeah. just a matter of time. Some things yeah. are about timing, right? And we have to go through our process. I love what Ms. D said about um, we can be disciplined in one area and not so disciplined in others. That's me. That's my story. Um, and so, unfortunately, what I have done and what I see a lot of people doing is that the areas where we are not um, – doing so well and we're not disciplined in, we tend to neglect those and we focus on the areas where we are disciplined in and we're thriving and we're doing well. And so we focus on those and we try to make those better instead of looking at the areas where we're not so disciplined on and being intentional about doing the work to do better, right? But here's the thing. It's more than just discipline. Um, self-control and willpower because most of the stuff, some of the stuff is demonic and you cannot discipline a demon. You just can't. Right. <laughs> you can't do it. Do it as far as you want to. We're not gonna be able to do it. So I'm. I look at. Um. I. I was never addicted to crack or or um, coke, and and I tried it, but it wasn't my thing. But I'll tell you one thing that I know God used the way that He made me is being very frugal. I saw how people was losing everything, and I was like, I ain't doing that. Mm-mm, I'm not gonna lose everything. No way. And so that affinity, it never stuck to me, and it wasn't my portion. Wasn't my lot to be strung out on that, did my marijuana and all that stuff. But I saw so many people losing things. And what people, what sometimes my, my sisters and people around me, close family members that went through addictions for years, and I'm talking about years, and, and all I could do was pray and, and make sure that I kept my, my purse close to me, you know, and kept an eye on it. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> because it is what it is, right? And, and right. so what I right. saw in that was, I think um, Diane was talking about this with her kids. She paid her rent and was a functional crack addict. Listen, the things that we love more are the things that we're going to focus on no matter what. So the addiction never overtook her, right? Because if it had, then it would have been. Because everything that we do, that we continue to do, we're getting some kind of reward or benefit out of it. Mm-hmm. So we look at where we start from. Some people get addicted because they're running from their problems. Some get addicted because, but no matter what, it's still that part in the brain. It's still that chemical imbalance. It's still affecting us. So it's beyond, you know, just our even thinking. Now, chemically, it's affecting us, and it becomes our drug of choice. So we don't just pick on the cr- the people who did crack. What about food, like Didi was talking right. about? What What about sex? What about you just can't right. help 
What about you lying and you always doing other stuff? What about cheating and adultery and just can't help yourself? All those things that keep luring us away because there's some kind of benefit. We're getting something out of it. And that thing that we're getting, that reward, is more important than the things. We've made it more important. We know it's not, but we've made it more important than the things like our family and even going to work and even doing the things that we know we're supposed to be doing. So just like the prodigal son when he came to himself, we can recognize that while we're still afar off, that the Father's looking for us. Not that we're lost or he don't know where we are, but he is there waiting. And he came out and he sees us while we're a long way out, <laughs> for those of us still struggling. While we're a long right. way out, that we can be redeemed, that we got to come to ourselves. Because that first, that willing mind, is the thing that will help us to be able to, to, to combat. And like I said, some stuff is just generational. Some stuff is demonic. Some stuff is absolutely um, more than just a mental ascension to wanting to be free. Right? Yes. This is work. Yes. Beautiful. Thanks, sis. Beautiful. Um, what, I, what I was going to say is that even though – and it, we don't have to have a lot of comments. You know, I know some declarations – um, it, they, they're like maybe, they're like Selah declarations. Like, you know, it really causes us to pause and to think. But the depth in which the comments were made were so deep. It was like a, a addendum, you know, almost to the declaration. So thank you for you guys, um, you, Ms. D, Eric, Denise, your, your transparency. Uh, I, I hope that helps somebody. And even Lisa, the, the, the light that you shared. And then, you know, Didi, what you said. I, I, I hope that this, dec- and as well as Patricia, I hope that the de- you don't walk away feeling some kind of way, feeling bad, feel, you know, because old feelings perhaps were, maybe this was a trigger for someone or whatever. Don't let the enemy trick you into getting, going into a negative place. Um, we talked about wisdom and how that I believe that wisdom doesn't leave us. I believe we drown wisdom out and that we get distracted by all the noise. But wisdom is so much closer than we think. I, I also, well, actually, I take that black. Wisdom can turn around and laugh at you. I've just read a proverb. Um, after you keep ignoring it, you keep ignoring her, you keep ignoring her. After a while, she's like, boy, bye. Girl, bye. Nope. You <laughs> Um, but but seriously, I, I I pray that you are encouraged this morning, and I also want to strongly encourage you to read your proverb a day. This is July the second, and there was a uh, announcement yesterday, or uh, just an invitation yesterday about reading a proverb a day for the month of July. There are 31 proverbs. There are 31 days in the month of July, and want to encourage you. Uh, to read a proverb a day. And I'd also like to encourage you to read it in a version that you normally don't read it in, like the message or the translation, the uh, passion translation, or maybe the good news translation, just to get a different uh, perspective on uh, the message um, that is being given to you that day. And then after you read it, just meditate. You know, ask God, what are you saying here? Holy Spirit, enlighten my understanding um, so that I can I can re- I can see what it is that you have for me here, what it is that you want me to hear, and so that I can retain what it is that I'm supposed to retain for another day. Uh, I'm I am going to go ahead and end the call. I do have an appointment that I've got to get to. 
Um, so I want to invite you. I believe we have um, went the women's call this evening, Lisa, yes. I um, want to invite you back to that call tonight at, is it 6.30 or 7? Somebody who's on the six. Okay. Just want to invite you back, ladies. And if you're not able to get on the women's call tonight, definitely want to invite you to be back on the call tomorrow um, so that we can get some more understanding about wisdom. Make today a great day because you decide to implore, employ, employ wisdom. You decide to listen and you allow her to lead you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. Everybody, love you to life. Be blessed. Shalom. Oh.